Verulam Sports. Hello again and welcome to Verulam Sport Podcasting. Uh, this is Tony Rice and I'm very excited this morning to be joined by a community wellbeing specialist from Active Luton. It's Huma Abbasi. Huma, good morning. How are you doing and happy new year to you? Happy new year to you as well. Good morning. It's a uh... It's been a not so wonderful start to the year, but here we need to look onwards and upwards. Do you know what? I think you're dead right. It's so easy to dwell on the negatives, but you strike me as a, a, a woman who understands that we mustn't forget or deny the negatives, but we must always be aware that uh, a lot of people have it worse and we can always find the silver lining, Huma. So thanks for your positive vibe already. Uh, I'm fascinated here because, um, again, I'm a big believer in the importance of sports communities and the important role that that plays to enhance and develop individuals and, more importantly, perhaps a sense of community. Can you just give me an insight into your personal journey that led you to your important role as a community wellbeing specialist within Active Luton? Um, community wellbeing specialist, I'm passionate about helping others um, and you know, giving them, providing pathways for them. Uh, with Active Luton, you know, I first started off um, as a sports coach uh, when I moved over from Glasgow, as you could probably tell, uh, with the Scottish accent. Um, it was uh, almost 11 years ago I moved right. um, from there. So I started off as a sports coach and then um, just sort of went into this role of a community wellbeing specialist. Um, we do lots of different projects, um, like um, encouraging BAME women mm -hmm. into doing activities because in Luton, there just, it was identified that there wasn't anything there. And with the rate of obesity and yeah. lots of um, underlying issues, we wanted to encourage, uh, especially BAME women, mm -hmm. um, doing uh, something to keep themselves fit. Now, one question that springs to mind there, and I'm sure you've got insights into this, um, is that there are reasons, I think, behind everything. I, mean, I guess certain individuals, and then it maps into communities, I think make certain underlying assumptions. Oh, centres aren't for me. Oh, I don't have the time to do any fitness activity. Or, you know, this isn't something that I should be seen to be doing. Can you talk a bit to me a little bit about these underlying assumptions, particular to the, uh, I guess, female and BAME communities, and how you help to begin to chip, chip away and shift perceptions? Well, we, we would... Um say that was barriers to participation mm -hmm. so it could be cultural barriers it can be um you know family commitments it could be you know other things but what helped with myself is being of um uh, ethnic minor minority background myself mm -hmm. um people will automatically identify yeah um, and i have the language skills as mm -hmm. well um, and what people don't understand is there's lots of layers to the cultures. Mm. Um, there's, you know, you have, um, and everyone uh, sort of stays within their community. So you've got, you know, Hindus, you've got Pakistanis, you've got Bangladeshis, you've got Sikh. So you have, you know, lots of different, people just think South Asian. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. 
it from all different places. It's one big um, brush, isn't it? They all fit into it, and it's just simply not yeah. the case. It's, it's having an understanding of the culture that really helps. Mm. Because if, if you don't have that understanding, then you can't communicate across um, anything. Indeed. So that's what helped with me. And I, I'm, I'm passionate about what I do, really passionate about what yeah. I do. I, I, it makes me feel happy mm. when I help someone else, and especially when they achieve something. Yeah. It, you know, I say it's a pride. I'm, do you know what, what I can only imagine, and I'm, what I'm sure you've lived and experienced, is that, again, there's no magic wands to fixing these societal assumptions both that works both ways, the both that, um, you know, the uh, Caucasian communities and other, you know, other communities make with regards, uh, the BAME societies, and obviously within the different sub-pockets within all of those diverse cultures make about their own and indeed other uh, perspectives. But what I'm fascinated to learn about is hearing your role as a role model, hearing these wonderful achievements that you're helping individuals make, it must be then a little bit of a ripple effect where they report back within their communities. And have you picked up, have you seen a, a trend of improvement given the great work that's being done? Uh, most certainly. Because um, what I have, you know, we, we started off... Um, with the, the Europool uh, swim project. And that, to start off with, there wasn't a great deal of participation, mm -hmm. especially with the BAME community, there wasn't a great deal of participation. Yeah. So our aim was to get, um, go to outreach and get as many people into the centers and using our services. Um, like I said, you know, people have this assumption mm. of, oh no, that this big centre, we can't access this yeah. centre. How, how do we? And it is, it's sort of um, gu guiding them. So, mm. what what um, my role was was to meet them at, at the front mm -hmm. um, of the centre and uh, show them around, um, so they're familiar with the surroundings and be there for for the swim sessions. Yes. So. You know, we've got lots of swim sessions, but the um, the uh, I, I'm, I was very passionate about this, the swim, swimming mm. lessons, because it's such an important yeah. um, life skill to learn. Is it to could well to save swim. your life one day, couldn't it? Just having yes. that limited ability to even, you know, uh, even a doggy paddle will, could potentially save your life, couldn't it? I guess if you're not able to swim and you're in a, a, an ocean context, for goodness sake. Yeah, exactly. Because you, you don't know if you travel, something like that could happen um, on a boat in, in, in the pool. But yes, um, when we first started it, we started off with um, 12 participants. Okay. Um, it was women only swimming. Uh -huh. And uh, it, if, if you've not done a lot of fitness, mm -hmm. see for swimming, you need a lot of core strength. Yeah. So if you haven't done, um, if you haven't done anything like that, or ever been near water, it really was a case for some people was to familiarise themselves with just being in water. Yeah. Because um, I've had ladies go into the pool terrified, mm. absolutely mm. terrified to even move. Yeah. So to see someone not even being able to move and then for them in 10 lessons yeah. to be able to even doggy paddle it's an achievement. It truly is. 
But what I find is, is blockage. The, yeah. the, there, there's a block there. It's I cannot, I cannot, mm-hmm. I can't do it. So it's a case of saying, do you know what? You can. I believe in you. You just have to believe in yourself. And, you know, every time they achieve something, then we would make a really big fuss about it. Yes. It would be a case of, yeah, whoa, whoa, I said you can do it. So we, that's very much how we, how we teach. And, you know, we have a, a high success rate. And this happened, I think, a few years ago, but it's something that's still, I guess, a very important part of the um, active Luton uh, offering. Um, again, what I love about that is that that sense of uh, barrier, as you put it, and then when you begin to overcome a barrier, it's fabulous, isn't it? Because all of a sudden, you've opened up a world to yourself, and that can often apply across other aspects of life. Have you had that reported back to you, that this has been, um, I wouldn't want to pitch it as life-changing, but certainly life-enhancing the skills and confidence that you've helped embed? Yes, most definitely. Um, I've had, um, you know, women that have not been able to swim to be able to go into what we call um, stroke improvers. Yes. And then um, improved so much that then we've taken them into the deeper pool, the two meter pool, and even taught them how to tread. That is, see, you can just see it in their faces. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what they do is they go back to their community and tell everyone about it. So that it had a knock-on effect. Mm. So um, before lockdown, we, every 10 weeks, uh, myself and my colleague Jenny, which we call ourselves the dream team. Nice. Um, we, you know, we're, we're just always uh, on a high when we finish um, our swimming lesson, lessons. Um, it comes with its challenges. Of course. Um, but now, uh, not now, um, just before lockdown, we had 24 women. So we doubled up. Brilliant. Um, so we had 24 women in the pool teaching them to swim. Um, and then uh, our, our um, list, waiting list, is chock-a-block. Or was chock-a-block. We still have people waiting to get back into the centres. But um, we had a waiting list. Um, and people just, you know, wanting to get on, wanting to get on. Um, so with our project, we are allowed to... Um, we have funding for every woman in Luton mm-hmm. um, to be able to have two uh, blocks of 10 discounted. Mm. So it's affordable for them as well. Brilliant. And once again, that's brilliant because that is another barrier that people sometimes forget to, to engaging in, um, in center activities because there are, there, there are, you know, there are costs obviously inevitably and some people's uh, costing wealth, even if they had the, the most aspiration to become super healthy and recognize the need to get to a center for some people that's could well be a choice of doing that versus staying warm for the week or whatever it might be so i think that's an absolutely vital element and i'm sure that's going to continue Uh, and i am in, um, in awe of the great work that you continue to do for us to learn more about this and maybe get on that growing waiting list is there a website that you could draw attention to yes you, you can go onto the um uh, active looking website well for the swimming lessons it's myself and jenny um that actually organize it and and deal with so 
you they can actually contact us on our community's email um, either they can send a uh, email to head office or phone head yeah. office and then they will filter it through to both of us um, or they can go on to uh, communities at activeluton.co.uk um, AL community sorry communities yeah so they'll be able to go onto that um, and email us and, and we can put them on the waiting list so if anyone that's interested it's for all women uh, not just for uh, the BAME community yeah. but yes of course we do want to encourage those who don't uh, have easy access to any of our centres to co contact us. Oh, fantastic I just think lots of people should at least explore and you don't know because what I think is really key to this is that certainly when people do have barriers when you're on when you're kind of on your own those barriers compound what I'd like to just briefly get your uh, experiences about is we talk about the importance of community, but it sounds to me, Huma, that you're kind of creating a fresh new positive community within these swimming groups who I guess will be encouraging each other. That must be a very kind of powerful energy that comes through within, within the team that's grown now to 20, uh, 24 ladies enjoying this experience. Yeah, I mean, with, with this experience, um, for them when they learn to swim then they can go on to do um lane swimming they can do and and the, these are all women only um yeah. sessions that we have so they can then move on to leisure swim mm -hmm. they can move on to also if they want to improve their core fitness we do i also teach um aqua zumba mm -hmm. um where they can they can improve that fitness so that when they do come to our swimming lessons then they have a bit of that core fitness um which is very important um, so the, the learning to swim, it doesn't just stop there. Yeah. We have other things they can do after they learn to swim. And, you know, this positive vibe goes back to the community and then yeah. community gets in touch. The, uh, uh, one of the barriers definitely is language barrier uh -huh. um, in the community. But the great thing is I can speak Hindi, I can speak Urdu, uh, communicate uh, uh, to ladies uh, that come from Bangladesh, um, and Punjabi as well, so that doesn't need to be a barrier because when I, when I'm actually teaching, yes, um, I, I deal with the beginners, and my colleague Jenny deals with um, the stroke imp improvers. So straight away, that I can just start speaking to them in their language, and they they feel a lot more comfortable. We actually have, um, which is so nice to see. We also have ladies in their 60s and um, 60s plus coming to learn how to swim, which is just a lovely thing to see. Just quickly before we kind of move things on, um, talk to me about the just fitness advantages of swimming generally. Uh, you mentioned there you do need a certain kind of uh, basic core strength, but talk to me about the cardiovascular elements of of, of swimming when you when you kind of begin to uh, embrace it. Just talk to me generally about the fitness advantages of swimming as an exercise. Fitness advantage. There's so many advantages. You've got, um, uh, for instance, if you if you're um, injured or you have mobility issues, yeah. then swimming is fantastic for that because. It, um, it has less impact on your joints. So mm -hmm, people mm -hmm. who can um, do land activity, swimming is fantastic. And swimming is something you can do um, your whole life. It's yes. not something you need to stop. Um, we have um, a lady that's um, 92 
who still come swimming. Brilliant. Um, it's, it's, it's great, you know, and, you know, power to her to come and, to come and do that. Um, cardiovascular, mental health, mm-hmm. um, great improvement in mental health. Uh, like I said, mobility and uh, if you've got injury, great for that. But it's such, like I said before, it's just such an important life skill. Um, swimming is for everyone. It's, you know, you can't tell me one person that it's not for. Swimming is something everyone, you have a disability, you can still swim. Yeah. You know, it, it's for everyone. It, on land, there's activities not everyone can do, but swimming is something everyone can do. Do you know, I truly love that, and I think that's such a powerful message. Um, but one thing that's kind of clear to me is that you are an ambassador for this. You are a role model, and I love the fact that you have that ability to truly communicate authentically in an individual's native or mother tongue, so to speak, which is great. But whilst this is at a community level, and I'm supremely passionate about the vital role of community sports, there's a weird kind of parallel, isn't there, and a mirror that creates certain perceptions at an elite level. Uh, because obviously you only become an elite athlete when you begin at the grassroots. But then it's at the grassroots that you're sort of trying to be your hero. I guess generally, and it's horrible to generalise, I know it is, but generally speaking, you know, within the sort of Asian communities, there's that natural cultural love of, for instance, cricket. Um, I guess within the certain other BAME communities, you think instantaneously of fantastic athletes. Um, I know there's still issues to do with racism in all sports, but there are so many kind of poster boys and girls of footballers these days of uh, black and African uh, kind of origin. What you don't think, I don't think at the moment, at the elite level, is a swimmer from these kind of uh, cultures. I guess that's only going to change with, through the vital work people like you, whom I do, at this grassroots level. But just talk to me about why you think at the moment it is there hasn't been that sort of boom in the elite association with the important and universally accessible as you've explained sports of swimming i guess in the um south asian community it's not you like you said it's more into cricket yeah. you know do do cricket do a, a bit of running yeah. you do have um athletes which which uh, run so it's just changing that perception mm-hmm. to say look do you know what um get get your children and it's not it's not just for women um, that you know we do we want to encourage um, children from a young age um, with Luton uh, there are a lot of um, of the South Asian community which have come over later in life yes so it's it's they're not able to access everything and not know that oh swimming is maybe something my child can do mm-hmm. So it is talking to the community, it's communicating with the community and telling them, look, this is here for you. So we start the, we start the youngsters from young, yes. you know, from a young age. Because um, we have, we have um, uh, aqua babies and aqua tots. Brilliant. So from, from three months old, you, uh, parents can bring their baby into swimming, get them used to water. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we have um, every step to get them to that um, to get them to that professional level so it's just getting it out there telling people 
communicating across that look this is we have all these things yeah come and access it Homer, I love that and I just think you're doing incredibly important work and one of the things I know you're very passionate about because all of these great projects are fantastic intrinsically in what their own particular agenda goal missions are if you would but one thing that I've become increasingly aware of through dialogue with lots of different organizations over the years is that the real power comes with connecting the dots of finding correlation and sharing and pooling, sorry to use a pun, resources. And we're big supporters here of Rome Sports of the great community work that Kickoff at Three do in all their various different forms. And I know it's at the moment still in the planning phases, but I think in the near future, we can expect a swim off at three. Just talk to us a little bit about your understanding of kickoff at three and your hopes, perhaps, for this new instantiation of it through swim off at three 2021. Yeah, we, of course, we want to connect, connect the dots. My dear friend, um, Katrina, who I she's call a my legend, work- isn't she? My my she's my work bestie. This is what I uh, I call her, um, and you know we we both have a, a, the same vision yes. where we want to help the community. Because me myself, I'm a mother of a part black um, young man who's 21 now, and you know so uh, I see the challenges he's faced yes. um, through his eyes, and you know you you we want to knock down those challenges yeah. that they have and we want to provide opportunities. So I know kickoff at three is um, all about providing opportunities mm-hmm. for young people. And yes, um, they, they hope to uh, do a bit of fundraising. Um, so, you know, they have a, a bit more funds and then yes, we can connect the dots and, and work together and provide that opportunity for our young people. Cause we want to push, these young people through to doing positive things and not the negative stereotype that people yeah. have of especially um young black men which uh, that that would that would cover another segment Indeed. but uh, <laughs> uh but yes that that's what uh, my understanding of kickoff at three is about it's a perfect summation, and I'm excited to get in the pool when Swim Off at Three uh, gets uh, underway. I'm sure a little bit later this year, when literally knocking on wood, uh, centres are back open and we are approaching quote unquote new normal. Um, to check out more information on Kickoff at Three, they do truly wonderful work. There's great volunteer opportunities there, and there's just, you know, it's a fantastic organization, totally voluntary, totally not for profit. Michael Wallace and team continue to be a great uh, force of good in our crazy world. Check out www.kickoffat3, that's kickoff83.co.uk. Just quickly, I'll repeat that so you can enjoy and engage with it. www.kickoffat83, the numeric, .co.uk. Huma, for me, you have inspired me and I truly appreciate your passion, your energy, and also 
I'm very uh, feeling somewhat ignorant because when I'm a little bit drunk, I delude myself that I can parler français. But other than that, uh, I can only speak English. So I just I'm wowed by your energy, your passion, your commitment, and also your capacity to engage in at least five languages. I suspect probably more. Um, was there anything else in closing uh, that you would like to address or draw our attention to at all? Um, just one more thing. Yeah, we also um, provide pathways um, for, especially um, uh, the you know BM community for women. To uh, we offer training as well. Um, our training manager uh, Carol Trower. She provides opportunities to become a swim teacher Brilliant. and also um, lifeguarding. So that's another. Um, it's another service that we do provide. Love that. Would you like to just share once again any best websites for you and the Active Luton uh, projects? Just so again, that's in people's minds, Homer. Yes. If if you if anyone wants to know anything about um, Active Luton, we have our own website. All you have to do is type in Active Luton um, into Google. That will take you to our website. We also have a Facebook page, Active Luton. We've got Instagram, we've got Twitter. So Active Luton is all over the place. Um, so you'll be able to access through social media uh, very easily. And you're able to, if anyone wants to get in touch with our community's team, just phone up head office, the number is there and they'll pass the message back down to us. Homer, you've delivered some very powerful messages today. It's been a real pleasure to enjoy your time and your company. Uh, I would like to wish you every uh, extended happiness and joy and every continued success in the vital work that you're doing. Thank you ever so much for your time today. Thank you. Take care.